You are listening to a Reverie Studio Productions. Download the Reverie app for the best in queer-rated entertainment. Available for Apple TV, iOS, Android, Roku, and Chromecast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for high day. Sit down, down relax, and sip on Hashtag Team Too Much. <laughs> hey everybody, it's me, Laganja Stranja. And me, Gia Gun. You're listening to High tea, tea, where I'm the high. And of course, we're spilling all the tea. Oh, cr- well, oh my, oh my, oh my gosh, we are back up in this recording studio for high tea, Miss Gia Gunn. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, good afternoon, and in some places, good night. Yes! <laughs> we just got the whole universe up in here. Well, we're international stars, baby. You know, we got to make sure that we're saying hi and goodbye to everyone. Oh, we got to say hi, BB. Yes! I didn't even see you there. Hi, BBs! So, girl, this week, the shade is heating up. Up on the season nine of the RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right, honey. These kitties are deep in the water and their fins are coming out. Yes, I really, really, really lived for this week's episode. Uh, well, of course you did. I know you love it when the girls start getting well, catty. Well, I just, you know, I like it when they, you know, start to get a little more realistic. We could start to see the personalities. The different opinions, yes. And just really start to feel the hunger that the participants have for that crown. Well, you know, it is like the Hunger Games. I mean, this is the Gay Olympics. This is the ultimate pageant, honey. And you know, not only are we feeling crazy cuckoo cunt, but the cuckoo has been brought back. She is back. Cynthia Lee Fontaine herself is feeling her cuckoo, and she is ready to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Honey, and I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I love her. You know, she's one of my favorite girls to work with from San Antonio. She's a good old Texas gal. So sweet. And, you know, I think it's good for her to be back. I mean, I think some of the other girls were not feeling it as much, but I think it's really cool that we're getting to see a little bit more of her. And, you know, I do think she has an unfair advantage because we obviously know her story more and are able to connect with her automatically off the bat. Whereas we're just getting to know these other girls. But, hey, it's spicing things up, and that's what RuPaul's Drag Race is known for. Yeah, Miss Peppermint was not feeling the return of Miss Cynthia Lee, and Shay was like, oh, my God, this girl that's already been in this competition, she already knows the ropes, the ins, and the outs. So, girl, we'll just have to see how Miss Cynthia Lee represents us, RuPaul's Drag Race alumni, if you will. Oh, okay. Yes. Girl, this tea is so hot and heating up. You know what? I think it might be time for Gia G Spills the tea. Yes, ma'am. Gia G spills the tea. Gia G spills the tea. So for today on Gia G spills the tea, we have some lovely hot tea, honey. It's alumni tea. We're sticking with the yes. theme. Yes. Well, you know, we like to scope for the tea. We That's like right. to search for the tea and we like the tea to be factual. So for all of our listeners out there, this tea that we spill weekly is not just brewed by Team Too Much. It is factual. That's right. We're not just giving the rumors. You know, we're, we're not just we're pulling up we're facts. Not just we got our receipts, sweet. We got our receipts. So in this episode, Alexis Michelle came for James Mansfield and called her very season 1. And no. not only season 1 filter, but very Season one caliber no. aesthetic and basically calling her super boogery. And <laughs> I think that was just like, And this was in the untucked, nar, right? That is not. No. That is not 
cute. It is not cute. So, of course, our season one sister, Asian Persuasion, Angina, went ahead and, you know, got her keyboard courage. Did she let her have it? spoke out. No, what did she say? Are you ready to hear what Miss Angina had to say? Oh, baby, let me have it. So, Angina, at Alexis Lives. I'm curious, when you say James is not season 9 caliber, when you look around the strong competitors for your season, but instead she belongs in season 1, are you referring to season 1 girls as less talented and not as strong as girls in later seasons of Drag Race, such as yourself? Serious questions, because I know my drag wasn't amazing when I was on my season, but is it fair to disregard us in season 1 like we're not as good as the group you are in for season 9? I find that very tasteless and offensive, actually. I think she has a really good point, you know. Yes, God, Miss Angina, way to speak up and speak out and stand up for your season one. I think season one is definitely... Well, baby, you got to start somewhere. It's underrated. So without season one, we wouldn't be here, first Exactly. They laid down the the ground for us to be walking upon and chasséing upon, so we wouldn't be here without season one. And actually, my hat goes off to Miss Jade Sotomayor of season one, because she's actually the one who opened the door for me and my drag career over there in Chicago. So... Let's get a round of applause for season yes, one. Yes, season one. No, honestly, I mean, for real, I can just remember when it first came out, just being a gay little, you know, little gay boy in college, and I got all my girlfriends together. We threw a huge party. It was like one of my very first times getting in drag, and you know, I was bug boots, and it was just such like a moment for me. Like, and it was such an uh, amazing way to get this group of weirdos together at my college for all of us to collaborate and watch one oh, thing that we all love. Well, sometimes, Mary. She's a strong Well, I had no idea. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, but bug boots just means super awful. It just means very hard. And and speaking of hard, I think it might be time for our hard and soft section. Well, all right, Laganja, I think it's time for hard and soft. Hard and soft. High and low. We'll tell you what you need to know. You know, this is one of my personal favorite segments of our podcast because this is when we really get to express our hard feelings and our softer feelings. And let's face it, Ma, you are full of hard and soft feelings daily. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, well, let's face it, you are soft. But you know what? Well, I do have you're, some... you're no soft personified. How about well, that? Well, you know, this lifestyle of draggeries and giggeries <laughs> and just all this queenetries is just, you know, emotional at times. And I think it does arise some hard moments. It does. And you know what? This week, there was a lot of hard moments for me to watch, actually. You know, I told you this section hard could mean a lot of things. It could mean your dick is getting hard. It could mean, <laughs> you know, you, goes, you know I gotta throw that in there, girl. I Just love the, the dick. Explicity. I love <laughs> But for me this week, I chose a hard moment to watch, which was actually James Mansfield. And, you know, I know I called oh. her my hard moment last week for her looks and okay. her mug. So I actually want to give her a little shout out because I thought she did a lot better this week. I didn't think the white look was that tragic like everyone was making it. I thought she was actually kind of cute and was very Marilyn Monroe and anyways besides that what was, was she kind of cute ready to boot yeah she was kind of cute ready too, to boot too ready to she boot she was cute she did better for me this week so I was proud of her for that okay. but what was hard for me to watch was in Untucked when she kind of had the cutaway and she was talking about how drag was like her armor and she liked being this character let me guess you could relate 
Well, girl, I can relate. You're kidding. I can relate. I mean, not saying that I'm a character because, you know, I always stuck true to the fact that I was real on season six. Yeah. Who I, who I was at 24 years old. True to character. True, true to uh, fabulousness. Let's yes. stick with that. Yes. So I feel, James, when she's saying that she really feels like she can communicate her true self through this character and through this armor. I totally get that, you know? And so... I did feel a little bit bad for calling her hard last week. And I was like, you know, I get it. Like these drag race contestants are picked and they're picked sometimes to go home. And I'm not saying that's what she was picked for. I'm just saying it is highly likely that they knew she would not last in the competition. So the fact that the girls kept poking fun at that and pointing it out, it's like, we already did that. We got the obvious, like, again, remember how we were talking last week about the reads being creative. I just felt like this week it was just so, it was mean. And so it was hard for me to watch because I really, I felt bad for the kid. Well, all right, girl. You know, the nickety knock, hard knock on the door for me this week was honestly just the lip sync battle. I yeah. thought it was pretty low energy. It was hard to watch. Kind of poor and just kind of like <laughs> hard to watch. Well, I meant, you know, like just, yeah, just poor energy. Low budge. Yeah. And, you know... I feel like this is your moment to truly save yourself from the competition. Give it your all. And not only because you're performing in front of Michelle and Rue and the and judges. The but just come for on. yourself and for the million of viewers and just that experience. I do feel like, you know, this experience means different things to everyone. So maybe at that point when you're already on the stage, you feel like your moment has already kind of come to an end. And you kind of give up. And, um, I mean, I can kind of relate, you know. I was going to say, are you, are you pointing that tone towards yourself? Well, no, I don't think I gave up. But I think it's, you know, definitely hard when you get up there with a uh, clearly strong competitor. And, you know, you feel cornered sure. to maybe not do these, you know, death drops, jumps, blitz, and sure. all that, you know, like you did on me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you work it and out. And I do every and night on you. True, and you. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> and you stay true to yourself. And, you know, you kind of give it your all. And do you think the girls gave it their all this week? Um, I would like to think so. I think maybe they were just nervous. Right. I just Which know I how that to. moment is. Yeah. But I would have liked to see them um, just kind of lose it and go crazy and really turn up the volume. And let us know that they were hungry to stay in the competition. Because I kind of feel like, well, maybe they deserve to both go with the energy that they gave. Am I being shady? No. Or am I just being a lady? Oh. A truthful lady. Oh, I like that. Well, now for my soft moment this week, it's definitely yes. um, Cynthia's survivor moment of liver cancer. You know, I oh, think yes. I think that that was such a, a deep moment. You know, I remember watching it offline as it was happening. And so to, you know, have her talk about that again, you know, I feel like she has to keep talking about it, too, which I think must be hard. Like, it's like her story. You know, it's her it's her thing that she has to keep talking about. Well, I and think it's, it's like, a sense of. Joy and pride. And that's what I love about her is that she's taken something that is so serious and so hard and, and she's made it into this beautiful, soft moment. And she she really talked about how it's given her this courage. And now she's back in the game and she's here for even more of a fight. And I mean, hey, if she can survive cancer, she could definitely survive RuPaul's Drag Race, right? I mean, that is some fierce 
positivity and and mind mode that she's got to go into. I mean, and I also feel like she kind of inspired the other girls in the workroom and kind of really shed some light and positivity, which was really cool to see and kind of transfer over to the other girls. She definitely is Miss Congeniality. You have to admit. She definitely is. She really is a kind, loving person. And you could tell as a group leader. I mean, she had everybody's interests in in everyone's hand. I mean, she really cared about everyone. So, felicidades, Cynthia. We love you. For me this week, the soft moment was definitely Peppermint's moment when she was touching on the moment when she got beat up in high school by the boys on the basketball team. I can definitely relate just being uncomfortable, A, in the boys' locker room in high school and just being that kid that is kind of looked at as being super different because you are different. And I honestly have never been beat up, thank God, but... I know many stories and many cases of people that that's happened to, and it's super unfortunate. And we just have to continue to create awareness and, and safe continue spaces. to exactly encourage people to continue to be themselves and not be scared. But I think also reach the outsiders and these people that are causing these incidents to happen and the harm. Just have a more open mind and open heart. You know what I mean? Education um, is key, and I think that's one of the things that RuPaul's Drag Race definitely. Can capitalizes on which is you know being yourself and just being out there and being visible well i'd really like to capitalize on me mama's moments my favorite section because this is your moment and this is the moment that counts And so what was the moment that caught your attention this week, Mama? Well, I had several moments this week. Um, I definitely had most annoying. We had the best use of a hashtag. We had the most poised. And, of course, we're going to do a best runway moment because, Natch, we have to. So for me, our most annoying queen, and I can say this because let's face it, kids, I'm one annoying motherfucker. Who is the most annoying queen? It had to go to Alexis to me this week. Okay. Now look, she got me in untucked and I got wrapped back around and I'm like, okay, I like her. You know, when she was talking about being a goofball and she's just super passionate and she doesn't mean it to come off this way. And I was like, okay, I get that because when I was there, the pressure was super on and yeah, I made choices that I definitely wouldn't make today. So I I got where she was coming from eventually, but I just feel like she's very... Forceful. She's very um, abrasive. When when she was in the group with Nina, and Nina was the group leader, and she turned to Nina and was like, hey, Nina, do you mind if I take over? It's like, well, of course Nina's not going to be like, well, yes, I mind. Like, I wouldn't have said that either. I would have been like, just like Nina was. And like, yeah, sure, you can say what you need. And then she just stepped in and just started reading. And it was just like, okay, girl, chill. You're being a noise. Right. Now, there also was the best use of the hashtag this week. You know, Mama Roo always loves to throw a hashtag in there. And I'm not saying yes. it wasn't sickening because, you know, Mama Roo is the best. Yes. But for me this week, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, the cuckoo, she took over the hashtag. She dominated it. Honey, justice for the cuckoo. Hashtag breakfast at cuckoos. I mean, she was just turning me out. They were so just clever. a hashtag so alphabet. And I'm just waiting for the t-shirt. I'm ready to buy it, sister. Where's the link? Give are it you, to me. Are you ready to just get merch? I'm ready to get merchy. I'm ready to see everybody at DragCon. And more importantly, I am ready for RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9, Episode 3. I can't wait for next week. Now, who had the best runway look this week? 
Now, the best runway moment for me had to be Miss Valentina. I'm sorry. I've got to give it to her hands down. She was top to bottom stunning. I mean, the flowers in the hair, the makeup, the dress, the fit, the gorgeous train. And even the scalloped detail on the train was just so well thought out. I just, I was gagging. And I mean, I watched Say Yes to the Dress all the time. So I knew this girl was on point. Which leads me she to- She was tailored. She was tailored to the team. Put together. Mama, put together. Which leads me to the most poised which again to who me, was the most poised it was Mama. valentina because when she opened oh. her mouth i mean first off she came out of the runway looking like an angel but then she opened her mouth and she talked about her family and how she used to watch her mother and her father's t- wedding tape you over were eight up gal. oh girl I, it was just like say yes to the dress i was so connected to her you want to get moment. married now i really do want to get married ma i do you oh know? come over here and give me a big old kiss i know sis. but you'd want to wear the dress so that would be well, the issue we'd both have to wear them and then I just, I, we'd be lesbians at that it's point. It's okay. Two ladies can get married now in 2017. Well, and thank God for that. Now, who are you rooting for personally? Oh, gosh. There's so many, so many girls I love this season. I mean, as far as aesthetics go, I'm rooting for Farah. I just love her aesthetics. I mean, that highlight, That's honey, your hands one. down, living, loving, breathing, dying, gagging, and rebirthing for her. That's your one. Aesthetically, yes. Um, Personality-wise, I'm living for Sasha. I was actually missing her a little bit this episode. Well, episode we can only two. choose one here at the high tea. Oh, really? She's making it hard. Okay, fine. If I'm going to choose one for this week, I'm going to go with Farah. I'm rooting for Farah. That's my sister. We just FaceTimed. I'm connecting with her. I'm living, girl. She's very fish. Okay. And what about you? Who are you rooting for? You only get one. That's the rule. Well, I think I'm rooting for my girl, Miss Shea Coulee. Okay. I believe in her. And when I see her beat that corner, Mary... She gives it to me, and I think she has what it takes because I have worked with her, and I have seen her grow, and she's very talented. So I'm so excited. I think we should do a bet. Oh, you want to do a bet? I think we should do a bet, honey, and every week that we come in here, we should put, like, some money in a jar, and then whoever wins the bet takes the coins at the end. Okay, well, I'm not really a gambler. I'm actually trying to save my money right now. Well, it's a so nice maybe, way of maybe saving. Maybe we'll do, like, candy. Oh. We'll bet candy. Because you're trying to be on a diet, and I love candy, so it's perfect. So hopefully you'll lose, and I'll win all the candy. Oh. Now, girl, you know yesterday <laughs> was Trans Visibility Day. I do, and I'm very proud of you. Your Instagram post was stunned. Oh, were you living? No, I really was living because I know you've actually been struggling with this for a very long time. And I love that me and my sister were able to just kind of convince you like without you even knowing that you should just do this. And I was just like so proud of you that it was like something you actually didn't like over process and you didn't freak out about and you were like, yeah, I should do this. Just do it. And like I should totally just be visible and why have I like not been visible and I'm waiting for this moment or should I wait for this moment? It's like, no, like you should just be you. And that was so cool that you did that and you did it it's just so beautifully i was really really proud of you well and i, mean I want to thank you for waking me up in the morning a letting me know that it was trans visibility that day. was miss Kristen. shout out to team you ganja know, keeping and us together just really letting me know girl like you know what this is your moment and just do it and to all of my fans and to all my friends and family that gave me the support and such a positive feedback Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's just an overwhelming feeling of happiness and joy in this moment in time. And for everybody who is out there on a journey or in a transition or struggling with their gender identity, just know that you have girls 
like me and Laganja here for you and can reach out anytime via social media or just shoot us a little DM, if you will. I mean, honestly, isn't it amazing to get that response of support from people? Like there have been times when I have been so low in my life and I have really gone online and seen what people said and it just it just really makes you feel supported. And I feel bad for people who don't get to experience what we do, you know? This this mass support, it's, yes. it's such an incredible feeling. And, and so, yeah, I think thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all our listeners, to all our supporters. We are so grateful for your participation in our lives, Just for communicating continuous with us. Like, support. For you supporting us and you being here for us. And, and like you said, we are always a DM away. So hit us up, girls. We're out there for you. We love you. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of High Tea. And be sure to stay absolutely, absolutely sickening. sickening. Bye. We love you guys. Intro music provided by... Joella Puss Remix.